0: Greetings only to Today's Thursday, May 11th, and we just finished streaming. This is a rare podcast intro right after the actual stream. It was about an hour and a half of just hanging out with the chat, talking about the Top Shot 50, the aftermath of what went down. Uh, We talked about a, a user that bought 80, count them, 80 legendary packs, spent $40,000 $40,000 on legendary packs and why that's not such a good thing. We talked about uh, just the the climate on NBA Top Shot right now. People were kind of up in arms yesterday on Twitter and continuing today. And we joke around a little bit about that, but we also take some harsh looks as well. We try to respect all vantage points of collectors on NBA Top Shot. And there's definitely some criticism on this episode. Um, if you're someone who doesn't want to hear criticism about marketplace values, then you might want to skip certain parts of this episode. But we had an, a, a wide array of people in the chat, and I think that it was a fair chat. And, you know, we did take some critical looks and we had some fun as well. So I hope you enjoy the show. I enjoyed it. Recall that nothing you hear should be considered financial advice. Let's jump right into it. Hold on, we got to play a very special song right now. Got to play a special song. Thank you for all being here. right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man. I spent a few minutes before the stream, just making that happen. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight or for me today, for all of you, uh, eventful day yesterday, wasn't it? We'll, we'll, we'll dive right into it. Um, but it's another little cozy time with the chat. Let's see, uh, who's here, a b- bunch of people are here in the chat. Thank you for all being here. Drew's happy about the Lakers I see. And, uh, Dr. Dong's this is Tandy Randy music big ticket when withdraws right we're waiting for that ACH withdrawal we were told that we'd get an update on the ACH withdrawal the other day but that update didn't seem to come um but anyway let's see let's see yeah we had we had Trumpy at the town hall yesterday that was a interesting interesting video clip if you haven't watched that yet um Jared I know is happy Jared bought his Legendary Shay Gilgis Alexander. And he said, Topshot offered to burn the unsold packs and everybody brought, bought them up. Seems like the demand is there. Excited to hear about everyone else's favorite purchases yesterday. Uh, so Bolero's not so happy. He's saying, Bring the heat, Tandy. No mercy regarding this terrible legendary drop, please. So let's think about this. We've got to break this down a little bit. I mean, I know people were. Some people were very upset about this legendary drop. And the one dude, JDL, what's his name again? JDL something or other. I had it written down. JDL641. He did seem to come from nowhere, but someone did do a little recon. They saw that he has been buying packs in the past. Apparently, he was inside the Lakers Discord, but apparently that was not true. That was just someone who changed their username. Um, yeah, if someone can buy 80 packs, then that is a problem. Uh, There is no way around that one. And there's no way of saying, yeah, but they sold out the packs. Yeah. But legendary packs, you're not supposed to be able to just join the queue and buy as many as you want. And so clearly that is the problem. Uh, whether or not we sold out isn't really the point we obviously have a lot of people who just love the thrill of the rip. They love the thrill of the rip opening up the packs. They just can't get enough of that. And it's, I mean, it's a form of gambling. Let's be, let's be honest. It's, it's a form of putting some money down and hoping that you get something better than, than the money you spent, which is why it's such a head scratcher when people like John Boy Beats tell you what the expected value is of the pack. And it's minus to go crazy and spend $40,000 buying 80 of these packs. I just don't get it. Uh, I wonder if maybe it was someone who was like, I don't know, maybe he was like in an Afghani jail or something, and he had no access to the internet for the last two years. And then like he got his freedom back and he logged into Top Shot and he was like, oh, I remember, I remember when I was free before this, these Afghani, Police officers caught me smuggling all this, all these drugs at the airport. And it's been a rough two years. But I remember before that, I used to like try to grab one of these hollow legendary packs. I, I couldn't get one. And all of a sudden I just logged in and I could go around as many times as I want. There must be something wrong. I think I must have figured it out. Some kind of cheat code or something. But yeah, I don't get it. I think that's why Mike Sorarian wants to interview that dude and I I would love to interview him as well because that's a lot of money. He just dropped $40,000 on on legendary packs that had a well, it had a minus EV. I wanted to make a comment about that though and I'm going to catch up to the chat. I see the chat going crazy right now, but like I do want to make a comment about one thing. Is that so yesterday, I'm sure a lot of you tuned in to Mike's stream. And you know what? It was entertaining. That's the point. What we try to do people like myself, people that are actually comedians like Mike, is we try to entertain you for a few minutes out of your lives. We try to entertain you, we try to have some fun. And uh obviously Mike and I and others that are are in this chat as well, we came up on Top Shot when the situation when the marketplace was completely different and we've seen how much it's changed. And we're so there's elements of being frustrated, there's elements of being upset, and there's elements but there's still elements of like enjoying the entertainment side of things. So when someone like Mike makes a, a funny stream, and obviously people liked it, there are a, a ton of people in the chat yesterday. Um, you gotta, you gotta understand that like everything doesn't have to be for everybody. This stream doesn't have to be for everybody. I don't watch streams that I don't enjoy. I don't, I don't like hate watch someone else's stream or someone else's content. You know. I don't, that's the part that I just can't really seem to understand. I think though that there's something about engaging with things that you don't like. That is also a form of entertainment. So it's like the people that engage with the stuff they don't like, there's a thrill to that as well. And so it's just like the flywheel keeps going. It keeps turning. People love drama. People love entertainment. And people also love to commiserate when they're all a bunch of people pissed off together. It's more fun to do it as a group. So I say, if you don't like when people are sarcastic in a way that hurts your feelings, don't watch it. It's really simple. You know? Anyway, I just wanted to say that real quick. Now, let's just uh, catch up to the chat here. Jeb is saying RIP Celtics. I hope you're wrong, Jeb. Mike is saying Celtics in seven. That's exactly right. Um, RIP Lakers, that's... That's I mean, Lakers fans, you really feeling so confident after the Warriors smacked you around last night and now Mr. Glass or the human glass man or Anthony Davis got rocked in the head and apparently got hit in a certain area of the head that like a boxer gets hit in and really loses their balance. Um, Do you remember Anthony Joshua, that big dude, that big British professional boxer when he faced off against that short Jose Ruiz, I think short chubby Mexican, I think boxer and he hit him in that area of the head and that's how he beat him and i think that's where anthony davis got smacked up so it'll be interesting to see if anthony davis is the anthony davis that we all know in the next game because if he's not you gotta be pretty confident that the warriors are going to take that series um okay so ryan is saying right why are transfers this week i hope you're right ryan i think that a lot of people are waiting for that and let's see what else we got here um scarcity exactly scarcity should matter limit them somewhat jules is calling all those packs buying masochism poker pro is calling out the fact that before s4 they said that packs will be very scarce and hard to come by that that is a head scratcher those packs were not hard to come by and those were the most scarce in theory packs obviously it's because there's a imbalance between the price of the packs and the expected value of the packs because if those were if they were sure winners people would be buying them but i'll say one other thing too though is that the vips weren't buying the packs either and the vips you would think those were almost sure winners because now i don't recall what john boy beats ev values were not that he's always right sometimes he swings in a miss pretty hard but um the VIPs had a discounted pack down to I think three hundred dollars, so they still could lose a hundred bucks if you pulled like a Demar Derozan, I think, or or some of those guys were going for that much money. Um, but there was still plenty, I think, of opportunities there, and I think it's it's adding to the larger narrative that I think the VIPs, especially, are are trying to make clearer and clearer which is that these people with these deep pockets, they don't want to be active in the marketplace if they can't trust what's going on in the marketplace and what's going to go on with the values of the stuff that they're currently holding. So these people who, who buy up all the super rare, super legendary, high value moments of everyone else who pulls them, if those people are sitting on the sidelines, then that's obviously an issue. Not to say that that's happening across the board, but there obviously is a sentiment of that, which is why the packs didn't sell out as quickly why pat why jdl was able to buy 80 packs these are all part of it and it's it's like uh a lot of different issues are all around the same thing which is what we all talk about and we got a new drop and thanks to steve for this one what do we talk about Yeah. Yeah, baby. We're getting dark. All right. So Top Shots Hot Shots says, thank you for everyone who didn't buy a pack. Jared says, I typically buy moments that I want long term at a price I'm comfortable with. And that's the smart play, Jared. Um, actually, Jeb says it's a form of gambling if the house was guaranteed a win 100% of the time. Well, not if you pulled a LeBron. Ryan says, the biggest thing to me, they knew what sentiment would be by having two legendary drops in seven days, but did it anyway. Yeah. And we've seen this kind of thing in the past too. And it's, I don't think that these people are bad people or that they're like not intelligent or anything like that. I just think uh, there's something going on here with, I think like revenue that needs to be made or revenue that's been promised to partners, even though we may have heard something that was not along those lines in the past otherwise there's just no really good reason for it i think because if you're if you see that your community is sort of in uproar you would pause and you would rethink things a bit i think at least that's what i think um error six, says i know right so i'm definitely a little late on these on these uh, comments but let me take a look prison talk is fire that's what actually jeb bush is watching before bed Jared is pooping on Pepe. You know what, though? I want to make a point about that. And I actually like wrote a note about this actually, because, uh, hold on, where's my point here I wanted to make. All right. So I I was just kind of alluding to it, which is like the biggest pockets on the platform are feeling skittish. And it's something that it's like a contagion effect. It just works its way down. If the biggest buyers aren't feeling necessarily comfortable or confident right now, it's going to infect all the way down, right? I mean, other than the people who just play at the really shallow end and um, they like collecting the dollar moments and you know they like just hanging out in the discords, and that's totally fine. I have nothing against those people. In fact, those people are living their best life because they don't get stressed out when prices go up and down, they are just chilling. So I envy those people. And if you're joining <clears throat> if you're joining Top Shot right now, that's exactly what I would suggest you do. Just buy some floor moments of your favorite players and join your discord and just chill the hell out and have fun with your in your team discord right but okay so the point i was trying to make though is that if the vips are skittish and sitting on the sideline it's not a larger crypto or nft issue it is an nba top shot issue just so we're clear because sometimes we talk about the macro and the micro but that doesn't apply here and why doesn't it apply here jared mentioned pepe and that's a perfect example of why it doesn't apply here. It has nothing to do with any outside factors because we see terrible PFP projects sell out. And yes, sure. Is it based on hype and the hype doesn't last? Yes, it is. But those things sell out. And not only that, but now we're seeing these vapor coins or these shit coins. And you see, you will see a coin launched tonight. And we talked about this, I think, last week. You'll see a coin tonight, dollar sign hairy nuts, and it'll go from a $50,000 market cap to a $1 million market cap in a matter of hours. So it's not that people in this space don't have the dry powder and they're ready to go for it because they, they exist and they are ready and willing to go for it. And this might get into a larger conversation of is NBA Top Shot Should it be this speculative thing? Should it be something where we tie a dollar amount to our values and try to use it to flip and to make money? Like it or not, that's the genesis of this product. And also like it or not, but I think that that is also a pure part of what makes a collectible. People collect things. Some people just collect and they just don't care. But I think that's the minority. Most people collect things to try to see those things increase in value, make flips, find other things, increase in value, make flips. So if people feel that that is not something you can do on NBA Top Shot, then NBA Top Shot no longer feels like a traditional collectible anymore. It now feels like, I don't know, maybe it... I don't know, actually, I don't know what the terminology that we'd use, or it's a collectible just in the sense of that small minority that really doesn't care what happens with the price movement. And then, so I suppose it's in some ways it's a collectible, but not as much to the general public who likes to treat collectibles as kind of a speculative thing. Hope that made sense to someone in this chat. Um, All right, I'm catching up on this chat. Tandy got rich. <laughs> yeah. I, by the way, I mentioned that when I bought that Pepe coin, I told you this is the top signal, and I was right. Soon after, it went up about like ten cents, and then just dropped like a, a complete rock. And now I think it's down about half from what I paid. I didn't put that much money in, though. Uh, Stand up clowns, comedians, or clowns. We're talking about me and Mike, I suppose. Uh, no sarcasm allowed. Without Mike, there is no top shot. Without Tandy, there's no top shot. Wrong, Tandy. Mike is a loser who is trying to burn top shot to the ground. Right, exactly. That we can all agree with. Zakarian sucks. (laughs) Arisek feels good about the Sixers. Sixers and six, he says. Um, All right, I'm just trying to catch up here. Jewel says that Mike gets people to talk top shot. Exactly, that's true. There's no such thing as bad press, right? That's what they say. And let's see what else team Holt. Tandy. Are you laughing at AD's injury? Was I laughing? I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to laugh. Here we go. Weisberg says also, here's a thought. Nail the drop itself. Nail the drop itself. Okay. I don't know what that means. The fact that even the dude who bought 40,000 worth of packs was shorted. Like, okay. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. The drop had problems. Technical issues where MGLEs were missing from the packs. Um, that is a problem it definitely messes up the user experience It messes up the thrill of the rip am i right but i do i do obviously think that those people are all going to get mgles and it's going to be made made better but sure that technical that technical issue is annoying it's not like high up on my list here but that is annoying wilder's predicting a lakers and a philly finals i mean that's possible um jared says i like team holt and team fold and his s1 moment giveaways in july jules is saying hashtag tandy feet picks. (laughs) boston base is trying to see if he if he can type hashtag super chat if it creates a super chat didn't work this time all right i'm almost at the bottom guys jules says s5 packs will be trade tickets only i think that's the Thread that Jay Metz wrote today. He's like, Should Top shot release any packs for sale in S5? And the overwhelming majority voted no. But I just, I don't think that's how business works. I mean, I know that Jay Metz has talked about this on this stream as well. And we've talked about this before. If there's some other way to make millions of dollars and it not being by selling packs, that would be incredible. If it's possible. When we used to have the streams that would go on the whole entire time during pack drops, that was an optimal time when you literally had thousands of people all on the same website, all at the same time, that would have been a great time to do it. Or maybe we're going to have to watch an ad before we get our moment reward. I mean, 5,000 eyeballs at this moment. I I just don't know. uh, I'm not sure how much that's worth, but I'm sure there are some companies that would pay a pretty penny to be ingrained into top shots website. So I welcome it if that means we can move away a bit from Pax. It just doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of sense when you consider how much money they can just click their fingers and materialize almost out of thin air. It's uh, that's a tough business model to to beat. (laughs) Um, Jumpsach says losing Veerman is bad. I don't think Veerman has been lost. Um, Veerman has voiced his problems with this platform in the past. This is not something new. Uh, yeah, I mean, Vierman is holding an obscene amount of moments. You're, you, he's definitely not lost, but I do think that they should listen when someone like Veerman has criticisms. The people at top, whoever are making these decisions to release back-to-back legendary packs, for example, that person should talk to Veerman, whoever that is. Poker Pro says we lost the carrion. Budavain says Veerman still supports the Raptors. And Top Shot Hotshot says Veerman isn't dumping everything, is he? And I don't think he is exactly. That, and also, that would take him like 15 years. Um, Alexa says, I mean, Wilder says Alexo is gone soon. Are you sure about that? I don't think so. He's right here. He's saying, laughing my ass off. What are you talking about, bruh? I think he said, we got to give him a little. Oh No, we'll give him a little this one. When he says, Alexo is gone. Alexo like, oh shit, we're here. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Exactly. Well, Alder just wanted to see Alexo show up in the chat and it worked. Um, Steve's random videos. Oh, I didn't realize that's Veerman. Veerman, you have a YouTube account called Steve's random videos. Interesting. I didn't realize that was you. He said, I'm not going anywhere. I just skipped the drop. Jewel says greed is a hell of a drug. All right, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, man, there's a lot of comments, guys. It's going to take me like the whole rest of the show. (laughs) I didn't realize how far up I am on these comments. Holy shit. Poker Pro says, what about the community? Oh, you know, I'll do it. We love the community. Alexa says, I think they already had these planned, but started pivoting with redemptions." So Alexa, you think the redemptions was the pivot. Okay and let's see boston which of the remaining five pack drops this series are you most excited about i think under normal circumstances legendary rookies is an exciting notion because if you take a look at what happens in the physical card space or in top shot as well for that matter but the rookies are where it's at the rookies people are willing to spend way more money on what's right now than they are on what happened beforehand. I mean, people will drop a pretty penny on top shot on, on, um, and physical panini bread, panini press sandwiches. They will press their sandwich real hard trying to get their hands on a rare or like legendary of a physical rookie, no matter if that guy turns out to be a great player or not. And actually, Jeb loves redemptions. I do, too. I do wonder how they can apply this to the regular season. Um, and let's just see. Let's just see. And actually, so yeah, so Budavain says, I agree. I'd just be prepared for all of it to drop to a dollar in terms of the redemption stuff. And that is a good point. All the teams that lose basically are going to drop. Down to the floor. I do wonder if over time, though, they'll like appreciate it's just right now because we're in the heat of the game, it's all dropping when they lose. Um, I do wonder though, if over time people will appreciate it more, like if it's a playoff set and it's a good player. Just right now as a game piece, you lose, you're out. There's just not a lot of value there. Um, but actually, sit says, well, if the team you bet on loses, it should drop to a dollar. And so I think that this is an interesting conversation because I think as long as in the short term, if the value of holding the winning team stuff, call it like the market cap of the moments. If, all right, I'm trying to work this out while I think about about it live, but like, as long as the market caps are kind of the same, right? So maybe that doesn't make sense though, because new moments appear and then the values increase. But basically in another way of saying that as long as the value as a whole is kind of similar from before one team is the winner and after when one team is the winner and you have that team reel, then that will show, I think, that it's like a good, stable game, so to speak. As long as it's not something where after the fact, everything drops to a dollar and including the stuff that wins, well, then it would be a kind of a broken system. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Stan love says, I hear a lot of that buy low moments and don't worry about value advice, but that doesn't apply to $500 legendary packs. And I would agree with you, Stan. And that's kind of the paradox on this platform sometimes is that sometimes we're talking about just collecting what you love and just having a good time, enjoying the chat, enjoying the discord, enjoying the memes, enjoying the podcast. And I'm all for that. But then you're asking people to shelve out $500 and then the conversation kind of has to change, I think. That's just my opinion. John says Top Shot still sells out. It does, John, doesn't it? And it already pumped and dumped. Well, yeah. I mean, that was. I mean, we've talked about that about a uh, uh, five hundred thousand times on this show and others. Um, all right. I'm just gonna try to, bro. The founder of Harry Nuts Coin is legit. I did hear that. I did hear that the founder of Harry Nuts Coin. Um, it's a locked supply. It, uh, you, it's a 2% limit. Uh, they, the, they don't have access to the wallet afterwards. So yeah, you might want to dump some money into Harry Nuts coin. That's a good point, Jump Shoot. All right. I'm trying to work through this a little bit faster. Green Curry has $5,000 profits from Pepe, and now it looks like I will only have to use 1,000 of it to complete the finals legendary set. Green Curry, wait. I told you this last week. I'll tell you it again. Wait. Buy the legendary set in the middle of the summer. Don't do it now. Um, Jules is not a fan of the flow coin. Actually, Jeb, Tandy's a FUD machine. Stop with the logic and reason. Alexa saying great work. I wish I was tracking this so I knew what you were talking about. Um, Yeah, 9.20 p.m. So that was 10 minutes ago for me. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. How much is Top Shot paying Tandy for this show today? I don't get paid by Top Shot Poker Pro. Not for the show. Uh, When I create Twitter ads, I get a little kickback and dapper, but nothing nothing that would totally change my life. Uh, Let's just keep on going here. I'm trying to catch up. Boston Bay says, playback is dead. Top Shot is dead. Team Hold next? Oh, my gosh. Actually, Jeb said, pretty much all of us here are trolling to some degree. I think that's true. And Arisek, you have as many views as the Top Shot Top 50 stream. Good job. Thank you, Arisek. Hashtag Roham says Stan loves. I'm so late on these comments, by the way, guys. I'm sorry. Rohan. All right, I'm going to try to get here as fast as I can. All right, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Here's something that related to what I was talking about. I'm behind, Jared says, but I've never collected for a quick flip when I collected cars. I always had a long view. Seems like that is a crypto and NFT mindset, not a collectible one. Maybe I'm wrong. So yeah, Jared, I think that you make you are part of a small minority though, because if you are someone who's collecting never to sell and like never checks the value of what you're collecting, I do think there's people like that, but I think that's a minority. All right. I'm, I'm trying to get the guys. I'm, I'm only halfway into these chat. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to, I'm just going to go kind of quickly and see if I can find anything funny. Oh, geez. Um, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Stan love says we lost fleo. Um, da, 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 da. whose comment has Tandy talked about the longest they should win this contest. Um, <laughs> Dandy's pace, keeping up with the chat, is on par with Alexa's Wi-Fi. That's accurate. All right, I'm almost there, guys. Roham should sell to Trump, says Martin. Martin 23 Kings. That's a smart guy right there. Martin 23 Kings, great guy, handsome guy. Martin 23 Kings, I've I've never met many women that accuse me of terrible things, but I, whoever this Martin 23 Kings, he sounds like someone I've met very often on my golf course. All right. I'm here, guys. I have caught up to the chat. Hello, we the people. And let's see. Stan Loves, how worried are you about the Celtics tonight? And thank you, actually, Jeb. I'm proud of myself, too. How worried am I about the Celtics tonight? Um, After the last game and also by the fact that the Celtics don't close out close games and the fact that we're all doubting Joe Missoula, I think there's a lot of a reason to feel a little bit concerned about the Celtics. I mean, the, the vibes are not high. The only thing that does feel good right now is that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were just added to the the All NBA teams, um, Jalen Brown second, Jason Tatum first. So hopefully they can like ride that confidence. And also the Celtics do seem to play pretty well when their backs are against the wall. I don't know why. they like lollygag when they think they are going to win a game. They play down to the level of their opponents in the, during the regular season. But yeah, Joe Mazzulla has to call timeouts at the end of the like in the end of the game. He's got to stop runs. He's got to make some set plays. I think he's he's trying to be a little too cute and he's trying to leave bad defenders on the floor. But we've already seen this result in like broken plays more than once already in this series. So, I think enough with the cuteness. Create an actual play, call a timeout because otherwise I don't trust this team in close games and that's not a good sign, but I'm still going to go with Celtics in seven and uh, my Jason Tatum redemption moment be damned. Laro says the issue with people saying top shot is a collectible is that moment prices have basically only gone down for about 18 months. It's hard to sell it as a collectible with so few users and so much supply. Sure. That is uh that is the case. That is the issue the problem that people have been talking about. For a very long time is that how can you put money into something if you care about the value of it, if it just goes down in value, there's obviously opportunities to do some fun things like redemptions. And if we can get, if we can somehow bottle that up and make more of top shot feel like that and less of top shot feel like buying a pack and everything's worth a dollar and your EV sucks, then the people who care about this kind of thing will be on the platform. And when I talked to Eric Whiteback, the collectibles guru, great episode if you haven't watched it, but I imagine most of you have. He said that the amount of people that enjoy making money is as long as the earth is wide or whatever the saying, I don't know what it is. But that's how you attract the masses. Not necessarily that you want everyone on top shot to only be interested in making money cuz i don't think you do and i don't think that's what they want but a certain percentage of those people then start to really enjoy the product and everything else that comes along with it and again if this is a collectible it needs to behave like a collectible and a collectible that doesn't appreciate isn't typically a collectible if i had to say you know it would al- almost if you think about it like like cars for example right The famous saying around cars is you drive it out the lot, it depreciates in value. So would you say that like a 2012 Honda Civic is a collectible? No, you wouldn't because a 2012 Honda Civic just declines in value. You drive it out the lot and after that, it just continually declines in value. Whereas if you were to think of it as one of these like very rare, more expensive cars, So now we're talking about like the VIP section of NBA Top Shot. And now you're talking about a 2012, I don't know, some kind of Porsche Roadster or something that might actually hold its value and over time might even increase in value because that's typically the way that collectibles work in my estimation. Um, So Doc Rivers is a bad coach, which is why it hurts even more that he's making Joe Mazzula look bad. And uh, Budafin says, how many Sam Adams are we going to drink to calm the nerves, dude? Dude, Joe Mazzola is a clown, bruh. Brother, if Joe Mazzola loses this series, everybody needs to be fired. And and we got to get rid of every player on the south of the seas, dude. This this is like a disgrace, dude. This team was, was destiny for Banner 18. And then effing Jason Tatum dribbling off his foot, can't hit a shot. And Jalen Brown, he's a he's trash. Don't hit a shot. Al Hoffa, you Al Hoffa trying to make a three pointer. Looking like me trying to make a three pointer. Dote. Um. All right, let's see. Derek White has reverted back to a pumpkin. Muffin Man makes a point, though. It's impossible to label something a collectible, let alone a grail that's not even five years old. Well. I would argue Muffin man that that LeBron record breaker should be considered a grail. Also the Steph Curry, uh, three point record breaker, I think is pretty damn grail like, um, Dr. Dunks, the amount of rohams that (laughs) love, that love making money is as wide as the earth is long. That was the, that was the saying, wasn't it? Um, Lero, the Tandy, it doesn't even need to appreciate. Nobody's expecting appreciation overnight. The issue is the consistent, rapid drops in value. And right, and and as we introduce more and more supply, everything else gets hit. Supply. So Jeb thinks I could crush a Bill Simmons. His impression isn't that strong though, right? It's kind of... uh... Yeah, I don't think he has a strong accent. But um, Ryan says, "If you're from New York, New Jersey, how'd you become a Celtics fan?" Ryan, I was born and raised outside of Boston, but I lived in New York for last for well for ten straight years. Um, Dustin, I hate my life. Oh man, Dustin, come on now. This is why this is a therapy session. Let it all out, Dustin. I just want Top Shot to not suck so much ass. (laughs) Dustin. Dustin. Even if even if you dropped a lot of money on this pro- product, I don't want you to be so down on the dumps, man. Come on. Get it together. Get it together, buddy. Bramira, do we have every collector left in Tandy's stream today? I hope not, Piggy Bew. That's a new name. Some new names in here. Are we going to have to do a giveaway so we make sure some of you guys subscribe? Pohipigibu, if you were producing a Honda Civic, and you made a bunch of money by selling an allotment of them. What would you do? Hmm, that's a good question, Pohegebibu. I guess you would make a whole. You'd make as much Honda Civics as you could. But then again, Honda Civics are not a collectible, are they? They're, they are a uh, a car that everyone, an accessible vehicle that's designed for everyone. Um, Budavain, what is this drop? It's the supply drop. Bo- Poe BBU says, you stop making Honda Civics so existing ones are worth more. Or B, you make more and more until they stop selling. Yeah, you definitely make more and more until they stop selling, Poe BBU. Um, <laughs> that's a good point by Jeb. I, I guess this is an MGLE reference. If, it also helps when you don't open your Honda Accord and it's missing half the seats. Um, Dustin may have been the person that bought those 80 packs. I agree. Dustin says, give away a $20 legendary. Yeah, the chat's on fire today um louis Locke says type r's are rare exactly if we're talking about type r's and maybe that's the theory if we're gonna if we're gonna compare it to top shot then the lebron legendary uh record breaker is the type r and cars have utility uh and the chef prez chef prez is in the house where's my drop for chef prez i think i like i I, I got to start organizing these drops better, man. I, I can't find anything. Stinky! That's what I'm feeling right now because I can't find the damn drop. Is this the longest it's ever taken me to find a drop? Oh, my Lord. Here it is. She, 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 she. Chef Press says, The thing I never understood about Top Shot was, is how... Can they mess up and immediately start with wearing beta, but charge a lot even though marketplace super low? Why not charge less and reward early adopters? Well, I think technically in the beginning, that is kind of how it was. They weren't charging a lot in the beginning. We are still in beta and I agree it's been two years of beta and they are continually testing new things. But you're right. I think technically, or usually in other examples of products, when you're in beta, the price might be cheaper. There might be, you might sort of give give more back to your early beta testers. But in this case, there weren't, you know, there, there were thousands and thousands of beta testers. So the whole thing doesn't quite add up to your typical beta situation, I would say. And it's more of like just a label to say we can continue to tinker and try new things. Are we sweeping LeBron record breaker today? I would love to, Alexo. That would sound great. Pohigabiu says the difference with the type R Honda is it actually costs more to produce them, unlike legendaries, where cost of production is equal to cost of producing Wade fandom. Well, that's a that's true. Uh doesn't matter what moment you're producing on Top Shot, but th- then this goes into a much broader conversation. And I was, you know, I was thinking about this too. It's like when people ask Topshot to stop selling packs, imagine if you could just generate revenue from creating digital collectibles. Digital collectibles it doesn't cost you more the more you make them like like he's saying here you know that that is a tough business model to beat. I can't think of a better business model honestly. It's an amazing business model. so how could you ever possibly think to walk away from it or to reduce it? But obviously you have to, because you've got to be a custodian of your community. And that's something I think I was talking about months ago, this, this idea of being a custodian of your community. Because if you're not, then eventually that community is going to lose its trust. And eventually that community is going to stop opening its wallet. But we're seeing how long that takes. That could take a long time cuz Top Shot still does things the right way from time to time. They still do fun things. They still have fun marketing ideas. They still have fun pack drops. You know? It's like this too shall pass as they say. Right? Should we listen to our sad music again? Um all right. When China says Buda Vane. Let's see. When land all okay. We're not Beta tester said Jeb were pay pigs. Ooh, that's a good term. Or pay pigs. Stan Stan received his homage shirt, so everyone everything is forgiven. Print away. Yeah. So Martin says if they had a game and more sales on the open market, they wouldn't be forced to sell so many packs. I don't think a game is coming anytime soon, Martin. For the same reason that their business model is such an easy one. If you think about it, they've figured it out. They can just print moments and print cash. What an incredible business model that is. Ryan says, a question that's never really been answered is when will Topshot actually go mainstream? Like we joke about it, but if it's not S5 with Wemby and the app, then never. Um, and Alexo wants to collect it all. He says every round of new supply is a smaller fraction of the existing. Yeah, so I guess we'll just keep on going, Alexa, until hopefully find that balance. But Ryan, it's a good question, uh, but I think it's hard for us to, fit to to understand this. But we are still pretty niche. And I remember Aaron Caller during like Top Shot heyday went to a Charlotte Hornets game and like no one knew what it was. And I you hear that all the time. When people go on Twitter and ask the general public, nobody knows what Top Shot is. We know about it because of whatever reason, but most people don't know about it. We are a small niche group. And I don't know, like, how do you get Joe Public to join onto an NFT project? Like NFTs in general are sort of icky to most people in the general public. So TopShot should have a good chance at doing such a thing because TopShot doesn't feel like a gross NFT project where you have to connect your MetaMask and yada yada or you know register on Coinbase or anything like that. It's just credit card directly to product. But there is obviously quite a large learning curve that would have to be overcome. And right now, that uh, that feels bigger than we think. And I don't know. What what examples can we take from the past or from what other organizations or businesses have done to get people to adopt a completely new way of using technology, like Steve Jobs and the iPhone? Who else? What what other examples, right? Elon Musk with the Tesla and electric cars. I don't know if, uh, if Top Shot is on the same level as these like culture shifting technologies. They're not. I still think there are ways though to integrate more, but it's going to be difficult because so many people recoil at the idea of collecting digital collectibles. It's just our tight group here, we believe in it, but the majority do not. And I think the fastest or the most likely uh, group of people that should understand something like this would be your physical card collectors because there's thousands if not millions of physical card collectors who don't want to collect digital right now and who like to get the stuff graded in the little clamshell and with the sticker at the top and that's what they like to collect but those are the kind of people like that is probably your closest option of getting new users onto this platform because they already get the idea of collecting something of a player and hoping it goes up in value etc but that's the key point here and that's why it always comes back to this whole idea of supply and and collectability because if they don't think there's a chance to come to this platform and like hit big and watch the value of the things that they buy go up then they're not going to come to this platform so until that's figured out it's going to be problematic and you're going to have the group of diehards and the people that still love top shot and still love collecting. And they're not, those people aren't going to go anywhere, but if you want to attract the masses, it has to be something where they feel like this is a fun way. And and this has a chance to crack something and make some real money. And that has to first and foremost be, be correct and not only crack something, but buy something and make a make a clever buy. And then that goes up in value That is the core of this product. We can't deny it. We can play in the shallow water like I alluded to earlier, but that's not going to make the big bucks for the platform. And it's not going to make those big pocketed people satisfied and watching their moments be stable or go up in value. Uh, Dustin says, don't you dare skip my comments, you coward. (laughs) What did I skip, Dustin? You coward, I paid thousands to bitch in this stream. Uh, that's not true, Justin. That's not true. But that's okay. Pohe says kids don't care if their parents' investment is going down to zero. That's true. We got it, we gotta get the kids on. Jared says Alexo gets it. Martin says every round of new supply is also a smaller fraction of the users existing. Um Alexa says people are barely grasping the internet (laughs) chef press says, or have players teams out of the playoffs to do fan experiences with team set holders. Yeah, those are all ideas. I mean, those are marketing channels to get players more involved. And they, they did that with the tour. And that was fun for people who kind of already understood top shot. I would say, I don't think any of these cool things they've done so far have been massive attractors of new people for whatever reason. I think again, it's just because like NFTs are scary, and even when they did that event at the card show, the people that took most advantage of these real sweetheart pack deals was like Poker Pro Eric <laughs> and Steady Breaks, because the card people they like still don't quite get it or trust it or whatever, and that's obviously a pretty big boulder to push up a hill. Pohegu Bibu says NBA Top Shot should integrate AI. So of course, you got to integrate AI. Everyone's integrating AI these days. Top Shot Copilot helping you make good trading decisions. Ooh, that's an interesting idea, Pohe mm-hmm. Milo says they got too cocky when they were balling instead of marketing with those funds. Well, they were. Uh, they did. I mean, they did see the opportunity to expand rapidly. I mean, you got to hand it to them. They saw an opportunity and they struck. You know, they say strike when the kettle is hot. That kettle was flaming hot, and they struck hard. They closed deals with other major organizations and sports leagues. Um, they sold millions of packs. They they knew how to take advantage, and they and they attracted venture capital on a major level. So you got to hand it to them. In that sense, they killed it. But in, I mean, I guess you could take that both ways, but in terms of looking after your customer base and being custodians of your customer base, that's why it's left something to be desired. Muffin man says it's not for Joe public. It's to get the big spenders. Exactly. And big spenders are only going to buy if they think that stuff's going to go up in value. All right. Let's keep on going here. Um, Jeb says, Top Shot was amazing in theory because at the core, players would care about who owned their moments, but they don't. And they probably never will, considering their salaries and other revenue streams. Yeah, I remember that was something that was talked about in terms of why Top Shot was like an interesting value add to a player. A player can have a better idea of who his biggest fans are. That was a core marketing message that I was hearing and you know when I had the the previous GM on the show um but when you think about it now it does make a good point like do players really care that much who their biggest fans are I'm not sure that they do like these players are being paid just obscene amounts of money to bounce a basketball around and put it through a hoop do they care that much that actually jeb bush Is their biggest fan? I don't think they do. I think they'll tell their agent, hey, could you like hook up my biggest fan with like a printed photo of me and a signature and say, thanks for the support. And then I'm going to go back and make millions of dollars and for missing free throws. Um, All right, let me catch up again. Dr. Dunk says, if you are smart enough to buy an NFT, you are also smart enough to read comments on Twitter or Instagram. What a conundrum. Alexo says physical collectors are protecting their bags. There might be some element to that, Alexo. Um, Poker Pro says Janie had a few drinks and spilled all the beans. I'm not sure which beans you're talking about. Bodevane said Topshot made me care about bench warmers again, just like Yahoo did before and so rare did after. Sure, there's an element that's true to that. Colin says Topshot's not going to succeed until kids start showing off their NFTs during recess. Mass adoption is necessary. Um, and Jared's saying all the best rookie debuts in S4 were good buys. That's true. If you bought those Paulos when they were like $15, those were good buys. And let's see what else. Martin23King says, the average person's never coming. I can't even print a shirt or have a portrait video of my Kevin Martin moment. I think you could print a shirt, Martin. I'm sure we could print one of those funny looking t-shirts with a big moment in the middle. Stan Love says, no more BetUS rugged. Yes, Stan. BetUS was like, "Uh, your audience is not depositing money on this website. We don't want to sponsor you anymore. And I was like, okay. Bye-bye now. Uh, Budavane, at least we have each other as a community. I agree, Budavane. Isn't that the most entertaining part about all this? I was thinking about that in the car. I was driving to pick up my son at school. And I was like, you know, there is a value, though, to to being entertained and and whatever you say about NBA Top Shot, it has provided entertainment and that is valued. There's a value to that. I don't know what that value is. I wish that we could be thinking about that value and also be completely rich like people who minted bored apes. But uh, yeah, there is a value there. I mean. I don't know what it is, though, probably different for everybody. Superluminal says multi-level marketing. Is that what you're saying? Are also scary. I'd agree. They are. Uh, Okay. Muffin Man says cards are also a much better vehicle for money laundering than the blockchain. Yeah, that's true. Steve says to Jeb's point, Steve's random videos, by the way, I never knew this was until today. Steve says to Jeb's point, that's exactly why I think the WNBA has staying power on top shot the revenue from Top Shot might actually move the needle for that league. Hmm, that's an interesting point. Um, people are agreeing with Steve's random videos right now. And yes, priceless. And for the rest, MasterCard. So that was a long roundabout way of just talking about this drop and what the consistent issue is for those of us, of thus. bleh. For those of us who enjoy this platform, but see that there are issues, especially when we start from the top with the people, the deep pockets and we work our way down and we, we think, how can we, how can we diagnose this and turn this around? And is there any way that NBA Top Shot could actually make a huge play in the direction of its collectors and say, you know what, we're going to do a buyback program, or we're going to stop a bunch of these pack drops that we had planned. We're actually going to stop it. And, you know, we want to give back to our community. It's not it's not an impossible vision. I think it could happen. I just don't know how likely it is, though, when you can snap your fingers and just create a bunch of revenue. That's a tough situation. Um, but, you know, we did see they like went lean, right? They went lean. A lot of people got let go. And I think the idea behind that is now we don't have to sell as many packs. And I think as we know, as Alexo also wrote, the the supply keeps on reducing. I haven't been tracking like how much money they're making via pack revenue um, this series, but I imagine it's probably quite a bit reduced and that's directly um, aligned with the fact that people get let go. There's less revenue coming in and really... In one sense, you want things to be as lean as they need to be so that we can reduce the amount of supply. But I think we're at a position right now where uh, like the active user base that wants to buy on the marketplace, not even just the packs, but the marketplace and wants to like really put serious coin back onto this website. That number is pretty low right now, and it's only going to go up when the trust is back And the trust is only going to come back once people in general with the the money on this platform see that their existing stuff doesn't get watered down over and over again, which is also a paradox because they have to keep on creating content in form of moments, uh, the best moments of the season. So it is quite a pickle. But I agree, Boston, Zakarian is the problem. Um. And Jared says, and I I, I mean, I hope that I was clear on this earlier, is that Topshot can be fun for $10 a month or $1,000 a month. It doesn't have to be expensive. The people that are spending $10 a month are the ones that are winning. It's just that most of us got here and saw this as the typical collectible and speculated, et cetera, and spent a lot of money. And that's why a lot of us are always going to be anchored to that perception of this platform. And then also, Jared, like what the people are talking about is yeah, you can have fun on $10 a month, but is this a platform about aimed at people spending $10 a month or is this a platform aimed at people buying $500 packs of legendaries? Matt says they should spend $10 million of that $50 million on buybacks. 20% of what they vowed to spend in ads isn't too much to ask. If they still have that money liquid, I agree, Matt. That would be a major signal too that like we still appreciate and care about our our community in a major way and we want to show in this just you know just going over the top i think that would definitely make people happy i don't know how long the staying power would be because the thing too is like if you give a, a bunch of people dapper right now are they going to go and buy stuff on the marketplace or are they just going to wash trade and get the money off the platform because that it's like a symptom of this greater issue it's really challenging i got to say i mean i think if you consistently week after week month after month show how much of how much you care about your collectors and you you buy back you reduce supply and you communicate Text only AMAs if it has to be. But it's not just lip service. You say you're going to do something major and then you actually follow through with it. You know, it's a tough one, man. It is a tough one. Boston says we need to lock for longer than a year. Budavain says lock Zicarian up. Lock him up. I agree. Lock up Zicarian. And Dr. Dunk says, it's almost like we thought this was the stock market of the NBA. John says, there's no chance they have $10 or $50 million in cash. It would appear that way, John. We've been told things in the past that their cash position is totally fine. But then either they're just sitting on that cash or, I don't know, or they have a lot of overhead or... The time just isn't right because they're in beta. And I don't know when the time will be right. If that's the case. Pohe <laughs> big, you said, tell me my ding dong is 25 centimeters. <laughs> All right. We can is that's I think that's for a different stream. Pojebiu, oh, hey, Matt Roth is asking how could their overhead be high? Um, yachts are expensive, Matt. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, what else we got to talk about? the The only thing else that is new on Top Shot in the last couple of days, uh, the trade tickets, the trade ticket packs are going away. Um, and we could do like a little show and tell to close out the stream. We're gonna to try to not go to bed too late tonight, but we can take a look. We got these we can first look at the aftermath. These are the highest top shot debuts, not top shot. What am I talking about? Top shot fifty moments. So LeBron's at nine fifty and you got Luca, then you got Tatum, which is just over the pack price. Durant is under the pack price. How is Durant under the pack price? Giannis is under the pack price. You know, even if you're buying $10 moments, this—if—if if you care about this platform as a collectible, this should be a little bit concerning, shouldn't it? And we know how this happened with like the cashback. And—and that was actually one other thing I wanted to talk about. Um. When we're talking about the Top Shot 50, when they mentioned the Top Shot 50, I thought that this was such a cool idea. And I thought that this had so much potential. Like having the Top Shot 50, the idea that you could potentially link that to like the NBA, Twitter and the players and maybe have voting across Twitter and like really engage with this very fervent strong NBA community on Twitter let's say right i had this these visions of grandeur like oh this this the way that they're remarketing this thing moving away from hollow making it like the tentpole pack event of the series it's going to be it makes a lot of sense it'll bring up like debates it'll it'll be fun It'll be involving all the players. It just makes sense. It it rolls off right off the tongue. It makes it's going to be a success. So that was definitely like a big pop of the balloon for me is that it felt like it was lined up to be a slam dunk. But because of the problem of supply and the inconsistency of, of the demand to the supply, we're not talking about that. And I think that's such a shame. I really do. I thought that this could have had a lot of a lot of this could have been like a slam dunk honestly. And it's just a shame that that we're not talking about it in that way. And yeah, Boston Bay says it should have been out of 50. Like I don't know if that would have really changed everything. It, it definitely would have helped. Jared says I think what's needed most is top shot giving people a clear vision of what the product is. I think that's the biggest disconnect. Yeah, Jared I mean I think though at the end of the day it is an nft it is a digital collectible and it sells packs for hundreds of dollars so it I think like if it quacks like a duck it's a duck or something like that it's like it's supposed to be a collectible that people desire and want to spend hundreds of dollars on and those type of things those collectibles generally people get involved in because they want to see that money that they put in go up over time, whether or not that's realistic. I don't know, but I think that's how they are shaping their product at its core to be. Um, Chop is saying 99 mint was just too many. Uh Martin says, lately I've been spending my money on video games over Top Shot. Sad to say, old school games are better trading decisions. Wait, so are you trading video games, Martin? Like Eric Whiteback? Adam says, it's a bit of a shame that users won't buy their favorite players and teams at these prices. Says a lot in itself. Yeah, it says that there's not a whole lot of trust, man. That's what it says. And in Dutch, we have a great saying. "Gebakken lucht. Baked air. Yeah, biga-boo. We talked about this account that was buying 80 Legendary Packs. But yeah, so if we go back here again, um, that's what's going on with these uh, moments. The the cheapest moment, we can see what it is as of right now. As of right now during this stream, Jared Allen is uh, selling for $165. Jeremy Grant, DeMar DeRozan. Why is DeMar DeRozan so slept on? And Brad Beal selling for $180. So that's tough. It's a bonus. I mean, breakout year, selling for two hundred and ten. Macau Bridges as well. Like the only reason that these are selling for so low is just because of this market imbalance. It shouldn't be this way. But you have a market imbalance. That's what this is going to look like. So the other no- news that was shared today is that these locker room packs are going away. Um, they are going away, I think, in like a few days. There's still over 1 million of them left. And I say good riddance. I mean, when the S2 were worth more than a dollar, these were more interesting. But you have a 1% chance of hitting an S1. It's just not a very fun gamble. And we need better sinks for our trade tickets. By the way, I only learned what sink meant fairly recently. It's like when you have a coin... A sink is a place to use it, and we need to be able to use our trade tickets. I mean, again, we've said this uh, a dozen times. Um, so let's just see what else here. QA expert says, what differentiates a Giannis legendary from a rare? The art? Why should I pay 10 times more for a legendary? Well, it's about scarcity. It's about scarcity, and it's about people valuing certain sets more than others i mean people do that in the physical space as well and crate collector bought a cardboard packs i've actually seen people talk about this there's people that are going back to cardboard i got a seven out of ten on the pronunciation thank you Boudivane. poker pro asked, "Did i see trump town hall last night i did watch a few of those clips um it's it seemed like a real party and over there it did Uh, Yeah, Barton wants me to reenact the Trump Town Hall. I I think I might get canceled, Martin, if I start talking about meeting women at the department store. Um, But let's see. Jared saying, I do think legendary rare and common should have wider gaps in mint counts. There needs to be a bigger separation. I agree. And also we're seeing things like the parallels that are numbered super low and people don't care. So there's some multiple issues going on right now. Uh, if you care about this kind of thing, and again, like I got to keep throwing out that disclaimer. If you don't care about the financial side and you just have fun, then go have your fun. That's fine. And and I envy you. <laughs> I envy the people that just don't care because that must be nice. Um, so, yeah, what, No more. no more trade ticket packs. Those are going away. The locker room, I should say, packs. Hopefully we do get trade ticket packs again. And legendaries are down. S1 are down real low. I bought a Devin Booker bubble moment the other day for $9. Shout out Matt Roth. I saw him talk about it on Twitter that he bought for 10 So I threw out a 9 offer and I got it. And that's one of those moments that I remember looking at in the peak top shot. That was just incredibly expensive. And now I could grab one for $9. So there's probably quite a lot of value in S1 right now if you... If you are looking for something to buy, and for those of you who are not who are just sitting on the sidelines and waiting to see some positive movement in terms of leadership and marketing, yeah, I don't blame you either. I mean that's part of the reason why I also did not jump in on any of these packs. I mean even if you could make a couple bucks here and there, um, I really, I really want to see something from leadership. I want, I want to see them basically address address properly being the custodians of their collector base in a way that feels like they hear us and they feel like they that our trust is they deserve our trust and they need deserve to act the right way to get that trust back um and again disclaimer that's not for everybody a lot of people don't care A lot of people just want to collect their $1 or $2 moments of their favorite players, or some even collect more expensive moments, and they don't care about the marketplace or about the value of their moments. So I'm just going to throw that disclaimer out. And I hope that they are going to burn the rest of their S1. They did say in that blog post that they think they're going to... um, First, they said it was a deflationary distribution measure, and then they got rid of the word deflationary, and of course, that made... Twitter, go up in an uproar. Um, I think that probably means that though that's where trade tickets are going to be used again. If I had to guess, they're probably going to adjust how many trade tickets and maybe pump up the chance, the percentage at getting the S one perhaps, because that in effect is still deflationary. It's still a trade ticket sink. And then they don't have to burn it, I suppose. Maybe they just don't want to burn the S one, but yeah, I am definitely team burn, burn it all. If you ask me, burn it all, make just insane trade ticket utility where people are burning thousands and thousands and thousands of trade tickets. That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Uh, Budavain says, Roham doesn't deserve my trust. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you say certain things on like an AMA and then it doesn't come to pass or you say certain things on Twitter and then it doesn't happen. It's hard. It's hard to have trust after that. I think the man is just, uh, is busy with everything else he's doing. And that's why we we probably honestly, when you get down to it, and I said this weeks ago, you need, you probably need someone else in charge. Honestly, Roham should, should be more of like a chief an advisor and not, or like a, yeah, just an advisor and not someone who's in their day to day. That probably would make more sense. Uh, well, Jared liked the show. I appreciate that. Um, all right. Why don't we give away a moment? Let me go see what we're give away. So if you haven't liked and subscribed, please do that to be eligible for this moment. And just if you're new here, I would obviously appreciate if you liked and subscribed uh, we are also available on podcast format if you guys like that instead of this live stream. That You can also do that. That's fun. And I'm going to give away a legendary moment. I will send Tyler, a.k.a. Hamburgers, a Top Shot moment. And that's it, everybody. That's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. The fact that you stayed here for the last few minutes. Stop it. Get some help. But in all reality, thank you all. It it is fun to hang out with you every week. And this is our therapy session, right? And if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. That's what we like to say. So with that, let's go Celtics. Game six tonight. Let's beat up on those Philadelphia 76ers. Let's get a game seven for the good of the NBA. And uh, we all have something to think about tonight, don't we? And uh, see you later as well, Daniel. Thanks for being here. Thank you, QA, and Vince Carter sent something to Van City Springer. Said, "Look at that, people given only tans given gifts to other only tans. It pays to be an only tan." Thank you, Budavan. You're a legend as well. So everybody, enjoy yourselves. Hopefully, you all enjoyed a T-shirt if you received one. And let's have a good week, okay? Keep your head up. It'll be a good week and a good weekend. And we'll talk again next week. Take care, everybody. Static Celesta.